Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to episode number 45 of the DAZN Boxing Show podcast. I got my math straight. I'm organized. I'm ready to go, bro. Very good. Very good. 45th. You know what that means? What does that mean, bro? It means nothing because we don't get paid to do this. This is free. This is pro bono for the zone. <laughs> oh, God. I love the way Barack, as you say, Josh, pulls the curtain down. Or is it pulls it back? What is it? What curtain? This is actually my favorite thing to do, though. This is actually my favorite thing to do because it's more relaxed. We get to talk freely and we just have fun talking about the sport. Yeah, we don't so have to I, sit I up straight it. the way we do on the zone Boxing Show, upright. And talk directly mm-hmm. into the camera. This is where I got my feet up on a desk, and we get to give you guys a radio show that's now titled a podcast nowadays in the last what 10 years? Yes. I think absolutely. it's been about a good 10, right? Josh, he's the radio guy. Josh. Yep. I mean, we're radio guys, but Josh's been in radio for a long time. Right? Saying, like, how long have podcasts been a thing? Yes. Soon I don't know. God, well, what the hell do you know? You know what's funny? Like you asked me all this stuff, like you know, behind the scenes. We'll let's pull the curtain back a little more. You asked me all this stuff that I just, you know, what I I know now. I know what I need to know. What I get paid to know. What I'm required to know. Anything <laughs> else? I mean, I don't know if that's the healthiest thing. I know reading's good. Some people do that. I should probably get a book. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. If it doesn't affect my paycheck, I don't know. I'm gonna re- speaking of books. I'm gonna recommend a book. I want you to read. It's called The Coldest Winter Ever. It's a great what? book. I read it at school. I think you'll enjoy it. Right, podcast originated. School. What was that? Forty years ago? What are you talking about? You read it in school. <laughs> you don't even remember what it was about, buddy. Podcast. Podcast. Mid thirties. Come on, stop it. Podcast um, started still, in the nineteen eighties. Nineteen eighties is when podcast really started. Yeah. Nineteen eighties? Is that true, Barack? The, the first. The first. Yes, but it, but it just got popular now. It just got just because it started then means nothing. It just got popular now. Yeah. All right, listen, you know. our listeners, they do not want to hear any of this nonsense that we're talking about now. So um, Regis Pro Grade coming off of win that what some people felt was lackluster. Some people felt wasn't his best performance. Some, but, everybody felt that way, and but, so did he. But I do, I, I, wanna, I want Zoria to really just own, m- m- must, own must, most of this Look, I'm, I lost my freaking my speech right here. Yeah, because I, what you're saying is garbage. What no, you're saying, no, what, what you're saying about is, to say it's is Zorilla's garbage. fault. It's Zorilla's fault for the most part it's, because it's, of his awkward. It's style. No, 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 no. If you're talking about the fight not being uh, exciting, you don't get criticized for that because who cares about whether a fight is exciting or not? It's about you not being able. To, to clearly win, to like beat the guy, to get to the guy. So Zorio did, Zoria did what he was supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, but he ran the and guy he away and, and he held. So he made the fight ugly and made it difficult. No, but 
for a so Regis what? to you, land any shots. But that's so his what? job. I mean, you're right. That, that, so that's what, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Regis is supposed to do what he got to do to get to the fighter. All right. All Zoria was trying to do was win. It might not have looked good, but he was trying get, to win. Why don't we get Regis' perspective here, right? Because we got, we have the young champ in the building today. We're going to talk to Regis Progray about that fight. All right. So, without further ado, Regis Progray. What's up, champ? What's up, bro? Welcome to the show. First off, congrats on your win. Um, one of the things that stood out with this entire uh, show was the post-fight interview and how real you kept it. So I had three people hit me up, fight fans that a friend of mine is like, yo, I love this dude Regis program. I never heard anybody keep it this real in my life, like ever. And Barack and I talked about it earlier about being honest about the knockdown and about your performance. Now, um, you seem like you've always been that type of person who's solid. What was the most frustrating thing about this fight, Regis? Because for me, looking in from the outside, certain guys make fights ugly, and your opponent made the fight ugly by how much he ran. What 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 stood out to you the most? Most frustrating. Really, thing? Just, yeah, it's just he. It was a lot of things that went to it, bro. He just really just he he came to survive. You know, I mean, from what I what I understood about everything, you know, he had a short notice and he really just didn't want to get knocked out. So he just came to run around the ring. He came to survive. And, you know, and, and re, we didn't work on that, to be honest, you know, obviously, you know, and I'm, I'm a real person, bro. I'll be honest with everybody, you know, like, you know, I had, I had trouble, you know, cutting off the ring with him. And that's something that I definitely, I'm going to go back and work on for sure. Me and my coaches, we got to work on that, but we didn't prepare. We did, we didn't, we didn't prepare for that at all. You know, the fights I watched, you know, it looked like he had some power, and he went out there, he fought, you know, the fight I watched with Barboza, he went and fought Barboza with me. Yeah. He just literally, he just ran around, bro. It was like, you know, and I should have been, obviously I should have been cutting off the ring. But, um, you know, it's something that we, you know, we just didn't, we didn't work. You know, we didn't, um, we didn't work on it at all. Yeah, it's something that we just, you know, we didn't prepare for, we didn't work on. It was, it was nothing that we worked on. That's all. Like, it was, I thought it was going to be, you know, more of a, a fight fight. And it just, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, Styles make fights. I think Barboza doesn't hit as hard as you. <laughs> That's why he was able to fight a different fight. But, but even from that fight, I could tell that he was a counterpuncher and he can move, you know. But one thing I want to do is I want to give you credit. I don't think people notice that from the long range, your defense is like 10 times better than before. Like mm -hmm. from the long, like if you think about it, if you look at CompuBox, you both landed the same amount of punches. Right. So it's not like it's not like he was just tagging you, tagging you. Like your defense, the only time you would get hit is when you would exchange punches inside and you're punching right. with him and he would catch you. But from the outside, he barely touched you. Your head movement was sick. Your fast twitch muscles were sick. Is that something you've really been working on recently? Because I've never seen you that defensive from the outside. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I, you know, definitely been working on. Um, But, you know, it's something that I have to work on. It, it's. It's it's something that kind of honestly, bro. I always I always work on that type of stuff. Right. Um, but, but it's it's other things I I got to work on now going forward. You know, like I said, cutting off the ring and all that type of stuff. It's just you know it did frustrated me. It frustrated me, at, but at the same time, I didn't I, I didn't want to get over anxious too because I did have my crowd behind me and I wanted to let that counteract basically to what like heard I heard people say regions and I heard some of my friends in the crowd like I sometimes Damn. I know sometimes fighters said. You know they they don't hear that stuff, but sometimes I could hear I could hear particular voices like, "Man, do this. You need you just need to fight them now, and you need to triple the jab. You need to do this." And I'm hearing that stuff, 
And but still, I didn't want to let that get to my head. You know, I hear people saying Regis and Rue, Rue, and I know all my people that was a cry for me, but I didn't want to let that get to me. So that's why I didn't want to get over anxious and stuff like that. So that's why, you know, I was um I was I felt like I was more I was more calm and I was more composed and you know that so I didn't I didn't just get get over anxious. You know, but outside gotcha. of you saying you needing to work on cutting the ring off, let's be honest, a dude had a really awkward style. You know, he had his, like, butt tooted out and his head like this, and he would throw these little weird lead right hands. It was just mm -hmm. weird watching him. Like, his style was weird. So some of the great greatest fighters that ever touched, you know, the canvas, like the, the ring, they've dealt with that, this weird, awkward style that they just – Emmanuel Augustus, right, right, with Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. There, there right. were others where where they just couldn't crack that that little code. Maybe mm -hmm. it was just one of those nights. Doesn't mean that you won't, you know, do very well against the elite fighters. Do you think it was his his style, or do you really feel like you do have a lot to work on? It's all, it's all. I still have. I, I wouldn't say I have a. I still feel, listen, bro. I still feel like I'm the best in the world at one forty. I right. did have off night, you know, in boxing. In, in everything, you're going to have off nights. But in boxing, right. you know, sometimes, luckily, you know, I still kept my belt. I, I defended at home. It was a good show. We did all that. But sometimes we just had every, as an athlete, bro, you're going to have off nights. It just happens Absolutely. sometimes, you know. Right. And I just, I felt like, yeah, that was, you know, that was one of my off nights I had. So, you know, um, I even told my coaches, bro, before the fight, I was like, bro, I'm nervous. And I yeah. never get nervous before fights, bro. For fights, yeah. fights is easy for me. So I never I've asked you before. I've asked you, I said, what, do you think you get more nervous if you was fighting in your hometown? Not you was like, hell no, that'd be easier then. <laughs> I was <Now> lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was lying to you. That's all you know. But nah, it, it, I, fought, I fought before. I know it's worse when people you know are out there. Trust me, I already it's know. Way more people out, you know, because you know when I fight away and stuff, you know, you got people coming. But yeah. when you at home, bro, it's just yeah. it, it's, it's, it's terrible, bro. You got everybody. People. It's different. And, and and something I did, bro, that I never do. Like so, the day of the fight on Saturday. You know, mm -hmm. I text my coach and he was like, man, we got to be down there at seven at the, I was like, what time we got to be at the ring? He was like, man, seven o'clock. I was like, damn. So I woke up like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. it was like one o'clock. I was like, bro, I'm not sitting in this, I, I'm not sitting in this hotel for another five, six hours, bro. So <laughs> I told my wife, come get me. My wife went by my mama dealing with tickets. And that was one of the worst things I could have did. This was, this was hours before the fight. And mm -hmm. I went over there and um, my mom was fussing with tickets. I'm like, bro, bring me back. Immediately, bring me back. I should just yeah. came on the lake or something like that. But <laughs> I came and I left and I came out. I went by my mama and dealing with tickets. Everybody was fighting over tickets and yeah. just all kinds of stuff. Bro. It was right. just like just the hometown jitters. That stuff is real. And um, yeah, bro. I, no, I, and, I, I respect, there, I respect a, that. There's a silver lining here. We spoke to Eddie Hearn and he brought out something that was the first thing I thought about. The fact that it wasn't your best outing is opening the door and people maybe more com they're going to be more comfortable with fighting you now because to his point nobody was really calling your name right so right. maybe this opens up that door and create more opportunities for you do you think that might be a case yeah for sure for sure for sure you know after the fight you know we was at the in the in the post fight thing with Eddie and you know he um Devin texted him a picture of him smiling and then I talked to Devin myself so now I think Devin you know I think he'll he'll definitely you know I think he'll definitely take the fight now after watching mm -hmm. that so you know, I think people will be open to fighting, and um, I'm 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 cool with it, bro. It's a it's it's a good and a bad thing, and it's a good thing for me because I'm a I want to be I'm the biggest critic on myself. You know, like right. I felt like I didn't feel good, like even today waking up, like we had a big old party and all that, like after the fight, but still, like I didn't like my performance. I really didn't, and I yeah. know I told 
coaches, bro. We gotta work. We gotta change things. Like Bill one Haney thing was we, Bill Haney was there. Uh, did he say anything to you? He just was like, salute, man. You know, he, he, Bill Haney, real. He's a like super positive dude. You know what I'm saying? So he ain't like talking, talking trash right. and stuff like that. Him and Devin, they real positive. Devin was just like, man, I'm gonna whoop you, and I'm like, I'm gonna whoop you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right in front of your daddy because his daddy came. I was eating and stuff like that, so his daddy came and brought the FaceTime to me. And I was like, man, look, I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you right in front of your daddy. I'm gonna beat your <laughs> in front of your daddy. And then he was just like, man, whatever. He was like saying thing. He go whoop me and all that type of stuff. So it's cool, yeah. bro. But there's certain like level of respect that you guys have for one another. Yeah, for it's a sport, bro. I feel like right. I feel like I'm whooping. He feel like he go whoop me. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. at yeah. the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. It's like, I'm a, I'm a competitor. That's what I want. Fight the best. He won't fight the best. And you know we gonna see who really the best is. Amen. I mean, we definitely don't want to make this interview about the past. But I do want to say, don't beat yourself up too much because look at Canelo versus Lara. That was a tough fight. He couldn't catch him. He kept moving. Bailey was punching. And then Canelo went on to show that he's one of the greatest. You know what right. I mean? You're going to have those off nights. Move on from that. Don't take this as a loss because that's how you sounded. You won, bro. <laughs> you won. Yeah, yeah. Now you're going to have great fights after that. So it seems like Eddie wants you to fight um, Devin Haney. That That's what he's leaning toward. Is that the one that you would want to fight as opposed to anybody else like Ryan or anybody else? I want the biggest fights, bro. I think that, yeah, for me, biggest fights, unification, big fights, whatever, Eddie, I think that he'll have to throw some names out there and let me gotcha. let me choose which one is the biggest. You know, it's what it's, you got in your head. What name did you have in your head? Devin. Devin. Gotcha. Like I had Devin oh. in my head. Devin or Catterall, I think that's the easiest fights to make. Catterall, oh. you mm -hmm. know, um, or Devin. But I think obviously, you know, I think Devin is Devin is a bigger name. So why not get Devin next? I'd rather, uh, uh, I'd rather do that next. Regis, I have a question. I mean, I, I know this fight wouldn't be easy to make, and especially with the fact that he recently says he retired, even though I don't completely believe that. But at one point, you didn't think highly of, of Tiafimo after the two fights at 140, but he did impress people against against Josh Taylor. Were you impressed with that performance with Tio? Did you gain a new level of respect for him in the ring? Or, or give me your assessment of that performance. First, I still think I'm the best at 40, and I still think I whooped Tio. <laughs> Okay. Definitely. But for sure, definitely show him respect. I thought that he was going to lose against Josh. I thought Josh was going to beat him. For I mean, with all the stuff he got going on, I definitely thought that Josh was supposed to beat him. And he showed me. He showed, he proved me wrong, bro. And that's the person. If I was, I say Devin right now, that's because I think that's going to be an easy fight to make. But if Tio wasn't returning, it sounded like he did. And, you know, he let his belt go and all that stuff. If he wasn't, I would want Teal for sure. If I can get Devin and Teal next, that'll be that'll be I perfect. Mean, but if you if you could only choose one, which would you prefer? Teal. Teal got a belt. Oh, wow. You got the Teal. belt, yeah, right. Teal got a belt. Teal got a belt. Teal got a belt. Teal got a belt. I mean, who do, you, who do you think is a harder fight? Teal. 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 Why? Uh, because he had he has movement, but he still has power too. He has right. movement, he has defense, and he still has pop. He still has he still has power and stuff like that. I mean, Devin. Devin has all that, but Devin doesn't have the power. Like, I don't think Devin has the power. He has a side. He does have a side. He is kind of big, you know, for that weight. But I don't I don't think – I don't see Devin having that type of power. I think he has the power, like, say like a Floyd, the power that, you know, you respect it, keep you off, but he doesn't have that one-punch power to, like, damn, this dude really hit hard. But right. I think Tio, you know, I, I never fought Tio. I don't – I never been in a regular room before, so I can't really speak on, you know, how hard he hits, but – from what it looks like, it looks like he does have power and he's fast. So I would think, I would think Tio is the the you know the harder style to fight, but at the same time, I never faced none of them, so I don't really know. 
Good. Can you rate Zaria's power? Because it looks like the first, the first, what was the first round he kind of rocked you or whatever. And yeah. but then even after that, you was the aggressor. Because in the third round, when you actually dropped him, it seems like you didn't respect his power as much. You was just chasing him the whole night. So can you rate mm -hmm. his power? It was like the dude had power, but it was just only in that one hand. That was it, the right hand. That's that's mm -hmm. literally that was that was all. He just had one one hand, you know. It felt like his body was kind of strong but he i don't know he just was an aqua style bro that's all he was just a real aqua dude to yeah. fight um but it just felt like he just had that but it, it was power to like you gotta respect it you can't just run in mm -hmm. but it wasn't power to where like it's oh he'll just put you asleep and i didn't feel like that like i remember he hit me with a few punches and i really didn't and looking at it you know i saw it on the big screen i have i didn't watch the fight yet um right. but it looked like when he when when i went down the first round like mm -hmm. when i when it happened it didn't feel like it was a drop. It didn't feel like I hurt or not. Like it did feel like the the southpaw thing when the two feet they they kind of trip, but they hit me. Right. So you know, no, it looked like he definitely he definitely hit you hard, and it looked like it hurt. But at the same time, it was like a pull down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like it was like a pull down, and he and he pushed you down. You know, right. but it did look like a knockdown. And, and for you to even say it looked like a knockdown, yeah, it like, like God, it, we we gonna we gonna respect you forever. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, bro. It, it it did look like that, you know. It did look yeah. like that, but at the time in the ring, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like, oh, you hit me and I right. fell. It really did. That's yeah. why I was like, that's not no knockdown because it didn't feel like that. Now looking at it, yeah, it looked like it could have been a knockdown. But when he like when he hit me and I fell over, because I, I remember tripping over my feet, like it definitely didn't yeah. feel like no knockdown or nothing like Got that. You. I never felt like, I never felt like one time in a fight he hit me with something that was like. You know, kind of respectable. Like, all right, it, this can, you know, this can hurt me. I never felt mm -hmm. like that. Like, I felt like he just, you know, he he had some type of power, but it wasn't power like a. I would compare it to like um like a Zapata or like Ooh. a relic or something like that. They had for me, right. they had like real power, but with wow. him, it just was like it, it wasn't like power to what uh, you you had to respect. You couldn't run in, but mm -hmm. it wasn't power. Like, oh, he was just yeah. pushing. Look, no I know doubt. that there's pressure uh, because this was your first fight on Matchroom. I want to know what your conversation with Eddie was like after when there was no cameras around. At any point, you got a chance to chop it up with him about the future and about the fight. How did that conversation go? We didn't talk yet. We didn't. Okay, we talked. Yeah, that's a, we talked in front of the cameras, and that was all. We never. That was we never it. really talked. In, yeah, we just talked. You in front see of the how camera. honest Eddie is, though, and in, in front of the camera, even with his own fighters, right? <laughs> he is very yeah. honest. Very yeah, honest. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, at absolutely. what point? At what point does your team? You know, regroup and have a conversation with him. Are you going to wait a couple of weeks, or is that going to happen this week coming up? Um, I mean, probably. I might. It depends. It depends on when they hit me up and stuff. We still, we still doing paperwork and getting numbers and all that stuff from all you know from the event and all that type of stuff. But I think once I regroup, once I leave and all that type of stuff, and I'm still in New Orleans, and once I go back home and I really I hit them up and you know see what's you know see what we gonna talk about, see what's next. But what was your assessment uh, overall of working with Matchroom and DAZN and, and the whole, you know I mean? I know you fought on DAZN before, but I'm talking about really being a Matchroom fighter. How do you feel like you were treated and how the old event turned out? I mean, the event was great, bro. The, the city turned out, I mean, I, I, I love it. Bro. The city came out for me. Um, you know, I think Eddie said he expected three to five thousand. And I, from what I understand, we did way more than that. So, you know, we had a lot of celebrities in the building. It was cool, bro. It was just a it was just a good event overall. Like Matchroom did their thing. You know, my people, my team did their thing, bro. We had I had people all out everywhere just putting flyers and putting posters and literally like, you know, my people calling the celebrities and telling them come and 
just just everybody that need to be there that was there, bro. So I um yeah. I'm definitely you know salute to you know my team first and definitely match them. Yes, well, listen, uh, we can't wait to see you again against any of those elite fighters at 140. We know you got a lot more to offer in that ring. So thanks for taking the time, champ. Appreciate you. No problem, bro. No problem. Yeah, All right, brother. Take care. You too. See, Barack, this young man keeps it a bean, as they say, keeps it a buck. As these young millennials would say, keeps it 100. And I've never heard a fighter been that honest in my life. You know what I mean? No, not again. Um, I mean, just fight night, fight night, post fight interview, and he looked at that footage and he saw that knockdown. He was like, "Yeah, it looks like a knockdown to me." There is not one fighter in the history of boxing that would have said that. I believe exactly. That was incredible. He he has, he has my respect. The rest of his career, exactly. Seriously, for just for that. So when his kids' birthdays come, I'm sending, I'm sending <laughs> presents. Like for real. seriously. He, he has my respect for the rest of his career. Like, seriously. Hey, Barack, can yeah. we? Can you know what we, I mean? But he was told, he was brutally honest. Barack, I felt bad for him. That's why I said what I said to him about don't beat yourself up. Right. But What's I up? think that we should, honestly, and I'm not even being funny about this. You know how we give categor categ categories at the end of the year? Categories like, for award shows? Oh, yes. I, I think let's start a new category. Most for the honest? Most honest fighter of the, of the year. Bet. Bet. Let's do that. Because because I, I think that sounds there, corny, there but okay, light, bet. No, no, but there needs to be a light shed on people that keep it a buck. Because most fighters don't. They don't. Man, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you on that. Right. Let's do that. See, look, we just we just created something right here live on a podcast. Amazing. Right. And and we're we're going to most preview, honest. We're gonna preview this weekend's fights. But first we gotta take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk this weekend. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we're back. Listen, before we get into the weekend preview, um, our producer Josh has some stuff he wants to get off his chest, and you know he, he can't. What help. hair? What a whole like a a, a mountain of hair? You know, I'm just chest? no, I'm just a little bit worried about Barack. I'd like to pull back the curtain even further than we already have this episode. You know what? Ak, you already know certain things you do infuriate me. Like, you know, you committed fraud to get out of your bet. Whatever. You're a miserable person. It's fine. Oh, he said fraud. Um, hold up. Hold up. But fraud. He said I committed fraud. fraud. Yeah, you did. It's fine. Fraud. It's all good. I, I, I can appreciate that about you. You know, anything to save a buck. What I think you should do is take those hundred and whatever dollars that you cheated me out of. Maybe give them to Barack because if we want to pull back the curtain a little bit even further, I can't even get files to piece together the show as we're doing this podcast, because Barack's internet is AOL dial-up. 
Well, the zone wow. has to get them high speed, well, man. Can, can I respond? Can I respond to that? First of all, I don't know. Is your connection solid enough? I, I don't know. You, you uh, hey, that doesn't hurt my feelings that you're talking about my connection. I know nothing about the connect. All I do is pay my bills. I know nothing about my connection. I do know that you're su in such a rush that you want to send files while we're doing something that p puts our kids through college. Well, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Mark. What's wrong yeah. with you trying to be in such a rush to go play kickball with your nerdy <laughs> friends? And, and we're trying to a, a freaking record a podcast here. The problem is you, if you want to pull back curtains. Ooh, well, as we said, punk. you know, I can barely tolerate you guys. Like, I, I got awkward this bet and you with your internet. Yeah, any extra second that I have to spend here, yeah, it's just- But let's go back to Ox bet here. You Wait, no, no, no you whatever. Up this stupid bet. Every single podcast interview, um, every single podcast episode, you're bringing up this stupid bet, and then you decided to say, "Hey, if Spence Crawford doesn't get announced in three months, then you owe me double." You saw it. You got greedy. You got greedy. Me and Ak already knew that it was going to be announced because you know, know behind the scenes. I didn't know. When now we thought we didn't know. Well, we thought. I actually knew, but he didn't know. We just thought. You know what I'm saying? I knew because somebody kind of tipped me off, but I wasn't I saying nothing. Chance. I took a risk. But yeah. No, I didn't know. I didn't know when, but we all knew it was gonna happen, but nobody knew when. So that was a gamble, man, and you lost, and you're trying to call him a fraud. No, yeah, no, hundred percent. Very, very smart gambler, and uh, it's pure coincidence <laughs> that uh, you know that that it got announced today. After. It really was coincidence, seriously. Coincidence, but nevertheless, um, the 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 moral of the story is, Barack needs better internet. You need to stop rushing, right, and take your time. Let us finish the damn show. You know how much I pay for my internet? I pay almost three hundred dollars a month. Do you pay that, Josh? Wow. No, wow. no. Stop. Right now, I'm actually. I don't know. I got a business account. I, 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 I got a business account. Infinity, infinity. I got infinity. I don't. I, there's, there's no files around here. They said. Mm. I live in the All Bronx. Right. All right. What so am I supposed to do? Let's let's go. Who's fighting? Come on, let's go. Barack, the chosen one, the monster. He, he's a star, especially in this city, Barack. He's, yeah. He's attached himself to the guys like Fat Joe and other famous reggaeton stars. They, they they took a liking to him. They got love for him. They show up to his fights. He shines. Now, he has something to prove, right? Because Eddie Hearn, his new promoter, is talking about Canelo, Puerto Rico versus Mexico. Quigley is a fighter that can cause some threat. But at this point in, in, in Edgar's career, Barack, it's safe to say that people expect him to shine on Saturday night at MSG with a knockout victory over Quigley, or it would be a bust if he doesn't stop him. Would you say that? Uh, no, I, I would say yeah. The last, the latter part, yes, it'd be a bust. But I would say people are not necessarily expecting him to shine. People want him to shine. People, I think there's a question mark there because after those 16 first round knockouts, there was four unanimous decisions. One of them. People say that it was very, very close, probably could have went the other way. And that's Steve Rose, which is the only fight of his whole career that I haven't witnessed. Um, so 
I think people are wondering and saying, is he that guy? And I think he likes that. I think he likes that there's a question mark there because it gets him motivated. He moved, he moved out of New York. He he got his old trainer that made him into the monster that he says he was. You know, so it's like what Eddie is saying. Eddie is like, we're gonna see if he's really that guy that deserves to even be able to say, I want to fight Canelo. So I don't think people expect that, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think they expect it. They're just trying to see if he's still that guy. I agree with you. I agree with that. I think I think people want him to shine. I think he's a very talented young fighter. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes a fighter needs a big change, right? And he's yeah. very confident in his old trainer that he teamed up back with. He's out of New York training in Florida. He knows what's at stake in terms of the new deal with with Matchroom and DeZone and the pos the opportunity that lies ahead at a big, massive fight with Canelo Alvarez that can get him a, a, a career, big payday. Yes. But there's a journey, uh, there's a path to get to that point, right? Especially yeah. with a guy like Canelo who, who's always mentioning, hey, you have to earn your shot at fighting. You have to show me something. And he does bring stardom to the table. He's a popular young fighter, but he has to show him something in the ring. I think that pressure can make you great, but it also can affect you in a fight. We just we just seen Rougarou. We just seen Regis Progray, who was one of the most dominating guys. He just had great wins after his loss to Josh Taylor. And everybody's like, oh, this guy can't beat him. That guy, he'll kill T.O. They're saying all of that. And then look what happened. Look what pressure does to a fighter. And he he was, he was openly admitted that. So respect to him. So pressure's real. Deontay Wilder, first fight with, with Fury, he said the night kind of got to him, you know, because he's supposed to knock him out. First pay-per-view. Pressure's there. That's it. You know, I feel like, yeah, Quigley's a good fighter. Got knocked out by Andrade. I always thought Quigley was a crafty fighter. Got knocked out by Andre, though. Had one little, you know, comeback fight with a with a horrible fighter and, and, and went the distance with that fighter. So we don't know if the pressure, how much pressure is on Quigley, too. Because, look, if Quigley loses this, what do you think he becomes? Yeah, no, I mean, I think... You, you like to throw out that word journeyman and stuff like that. Well, no, Quigley I mean, don't want to be the guy that... I just wants to fight him as that now. Wow. Yeah, I will categorize him at that now. Again, okay. you got to understand that journeymen can become champions afterwards. Journeymen, like of course, anybody team. can become a champion, but no one wants to be labeled a journeyman. Is all I'm saying. So if well, he like, gets beat, well, well, where does that leave him? See, if you're labeled a journeyman, if anything, that only suits you well if you win, because people are going to expect you to be just a journeyman. So it's gonna allow you to get fights until you start beating certain people, and then see. But no one's them. called them that before. You got to, you got to understand that. that. And, and if you're, oh my God, that's you, that that's you. But what I'm, put yourself in his good. shoes. But it, it, it says a lot, though. It doesn't mean that he's. It doesn't mean that he is good. That's for sure. No, that's so, not true. I keep I keep referencing Glenn Johnson. He was labeled a journeyman, and he was a really really good fighter. And, and guess and, what? And guess what? Upsets. Once you become a champion, you are no longer a journeyman, brother. That's it. He was fighter of the year. He had an I, awesome, I, he's probably, he might go into the Hall of Fame maybe one day, maybe. Ooh. 
Glenn Johnson. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not, but maybe. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But regardless of the fact, he's a champion for the rest of his life. Quigley don't want to be calling. You wouldn't want to be calling no journeyman because you got two losses against top, top opposition, Johnson, Tariana Johnson and, and Demetrius Andre. You don't want to be called a journeyman. But if he loses to Berlinga, I think he would be. So I think that's the pressure on him. This is his last chance, basically. This is his last chance, basically. If if Berlinga loses, this is not his last chance. This is just you slide you slide down the ladder. It could very well be his last chance as a, at a big fight with Canelo Alvarez. But nevertheless, who, we'll, but who we'll cares? It's not your last chance in career. He's still young. We'll, we'll get all our answers answered live on the zone on Saturday at MSG as he makes his debut with Matchroom and the zone. And make sure you got good internet out there so you could stream the fight. <laughs> Well, we'll be okay, Josh. I pay. I pay. With, I pay for my internet, which your salary is. So I don't know why my internet is not good. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. I, I'm not in charge of my internet. I, I pay for the best internet I can get in my neighborhood. That's all I can do. I'm not gonna go on a pole. I'm not gonna go on a pole with an antenna. You know what I'm saying? It's over. The show is over. We're done. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace and love. Stay safe. Catch us next week.